everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. The only thing flat earthers have to fear is fear itself. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? <laughs> Love that one. That might be one of my favorite ones out there. Yeah. Um, dude, damn good. Yeah. Drinking my my uh, company's brew of choice, or McKiller and Friends. So okay. My favorite brewing company. Yep. And it's Shake Your Stack. It's an imperial stout brewed with maple, coffee, and cinnamon. Nice. Hmm. That's not bad. What's the what's the what's the ABV on that bad boy? Actually, this one's nine point seven. Okay. So this this was one yeah. of the ones where I kind of gave myself. I, so I've been trying to buy beers that are more sessionable, so I'm not yeah. like wasted. Yeah. After after fifteen minutes <laughs> right. of us recording. Right. Um. Well, no, you'll you'll be wasted. Is that a it's a bomber? It's a big one. I'm big. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. No, not uh, a bomber. It's it's like a you know with a, a long can. Oh, it's a tall boy. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen yeah. ounce. Yeah. Cool. Um. Cool. I am uh, drinking my own beer today. Um. This is a New England IPA that I brewed with a hundred percent Azaka hops, and I am calling it a three-hour plane ride with Sean Penn. <laughs> That's. Is that supposed to be pleasant? <laughs> no, it's supposed to be unpleasant, actually. Um, it's a joke from 30 Rock. And uh, it's only because the the beer... So Azaka hops are... Azaka is the name of the Haitian god of agriculture, which is how they so name the hops. So they're Haitian hops. They're, no, 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 no. They're just named after a Haitian god of agriculture. Oh, okay. Um, and so there's a joke in 30 Rock where... yeah, it's not. I'm not going to do the joke, but... I mean, I'm already like so far from laughing yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. So, so it's only a, <laughs> it's only a, like a five point seven percent sessionable mm-hmm. IPA. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have See? any other like beers that I wanted to crack open today. I don't know that you've drank that one on the show. I didn't know no, that you new. had a Sean Penn inspired beer. I I do. It's no, it's a new one. So brewed in his likeness. Brewed, <laughs> God, <laughs> goatee and all. Um, That's right. All right. Today's catchphrase came from Joe via email. Thank you, Joe. That was um, delightful. Appreciate that. And speaking of catchphrases, we need more catchphrases. So please send them in. ListenMoneyMatters at gmail.com. How could we possibly be clever if you guys don't set us up? Yeah, that was a that was perfect. Mm. It, it had nothing to do with personal finance. So we, <laughs> it, you know, let, at that point, let's just uh, let's call that what it is. Like if it's clever, we'll say it. It's in. All right. So um, we are talking about the three P's to success. And so I am. I already apologize for the popping on the microphone for saying P words the entire episode. Um, but let's just get out the three P's right away. So um, a little bit ago, you had introduced me to this man, Marcus Lemonis, and he has a show. And as with everything you recommend, I hear it, promptly ignore it, and just go on with my life. Mm-hmm. But I think you've repeatedly told me about it. Like, all right, all right, fine. I'm going to check this out. Yeah. And uh, love the show. I have watched every episode that exists of like five seasons. You did it. Did it. And um, he's, he's like a business guy. And he yeah. basically goes into ailing businesses mm-hmm. and like fixes them up. He invests um, his own money into them. 
invest his own money in things that are like he sees the diamond in the rough. If you and, like, I think I always, if you like Shark Tank, it's like everything that happens post pitch, mm. right? It's like, it like I'm, includes the Shark Tank part minus right. all the stupid shit. Right. And then the deal happens and then the business is actually made and fixed and successful. Right. So in like 30 minutes or an hour. We've talked about Marcus on the show. I think uh, fans have, 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 um, or like listeners have tweeted at him, try to get him on the show. We would love to have him on the show. Either of our two shows, um, since he's a businessman, it would work well on money lab as well. But um, what we're doing here is we want, we like the show and he has a, he has a saying it's about people, product and process. Everything that he does, what makes success. If it just focuses on those three P's. Yep. And, Obviously, what makes a business successful is money and finances, and so therefore, those same three P's can be applied to your personal finance. So the and three P's of personal finance, people, product, process. I'm so sorry. So, so we're we're gonna take what he has done and, and apply it specifically to your personal finances. He applies it to business. We're not mm-hmm. gonna talk about business. No. Um, but the show again, you know, is. Very money focused. He is a yes. money numbers guy. I think just watching it, you will learn quite a bit. It, it'll it'll definitely sharpen your business acumen. Here's what I'll here's what I'll say too uh, to, to give him even more praise. But the show has made me look at my personal finances more like a business. I've always treated them very separately. I've always treated my business as a business and my personal finances as like my personal finance. It's it's a different thing. When really it's not, they're exactly the same thing. Um, and they're, You're a and business man. I'm a, right, right. <laughs> I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Oh man, that was the whitest way I could have said that. But that is uh, <laughs> that is that is essentially what we're doing in this episode: is taking his successful business model and applying it to personal finance. So the first one is people. So let's just dive in. What do we mean? How do we utilize people? To improve our personal finance situation. So one of the things that we talked about like super early on in the show mm-hmm. and has kind of been woven through is this idea of having financial friends. Um, and, and it is kind of what we became and was like the onus of the show. So it was like really easy to make it part of it, but it's just not going it alone. And, you know, maybe your money is yours. It's not like, me and you like merged our money together. No, but like we are both fighting for each other together. Yeah. You know, I, I think even more important too, is we, we talked about this idea and you've probably heard this idea of like, you are the five people you surround yourself with. I super believe in that. I do too. I hate the phrase, but it's, um, it's a little kitschy. It, well, it's also just like, you know, just because you surround yourself with five other millionaires doesn't make you a millionaire. However, no, what it does do is, and I guess, well, I actually, yes. Well, if you change, it changes your perspective if you change your group of friends, right? Mm-hmm. But let's, but like, for example, if if I have, if my five best friends are all business owners, then we're going to support each other when it comes to business and we're all going to be able to commiserate around business and we're going to be able to strive and compete with one, with one another in a healthy way. 
which is like we're all going after the same goal. We all believe the same thing. And so we're all kind of like reaching towards the same thing. And I think, too, like when someone it's it's sort of like the other thing, too, is like you can't read all the business books in the world. You can't read all the personal finance books in the world. But between five people, if each person, right, each person read a different personal finance book, well, you have the knowledge now of reading all those books, essentially, because if you have a question, you can just say, you can ask a friend. So none of my friends, there was, I had a handful of friends that were good with money, but like, we didn't think about it all the time. My family wasn't, you know, like thinking and talking about money out loud in a, um, in a sort of like personal finance type of way. However, like we're having this problem, let's talk about it. Right. And came with like, you know, so what I had to do personally was I, before I had any friends was starting to read personal finance books myself. I had to take that initiative based on no help from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we met and it was like, Oh, you had, you didn't even have to read the books. Like you just had, a, you had a better upbringing with finance than I did. Right. My parents and, talked about it all the time, all the time. And you're, and you're, well, I don't. Your your dad's in finance. Your mom's yes. not in finance, is she? No, no. But I mean, when but, I say talk about it, like checkbooks, and like yeah. my dad wasn't really talking about like work stuff as much as just you know, kind of like the understanding of right how it moves. Yeah. So, um, when I met you, it was like, oh, whenever I'm feeling some kind of way about money or I have question about money. It was like there was somebody I could talk to or there was somebody that could be like, don't do that. Don't spend, you know, because I like the negative. But and then from there, it was like the jumping off point because we went mm. to FinCon together. I met like my girlfriend who I live with is was from per, in, from the personal finance world and she's very good with money. And then like it just became I everybody I had around me was just very good with money all of a sudden. And so then now, like it's almost like dragging you by your bootstraps or whatever like right. you just became better because you were just with that group. because you want to fit in you know yeah. if you, you don't fit in if you're like completely different from everybody but you have to want that and then if you're um and i think talking about it out i think you know when it whenever you deal with people the most important thing that i've learned uh, well, for my 36 years on this earth is that communication is is absolutely the most important thing ever because paramount i think you and i learned it uh, that you was and the I learned big it. lesson perhaps mold upon in our gap for yep. me at least yeah for sure i and and mine came from meeting steph it was i you know we have a rule in the house where we're not allowed to brood we're not allowed to be mm. silent um you got to say it out loud like as much as it sucks because nothing gets solved. It's going to be a fight, but better a fight today than right. a worse fight in a week. We talked for an hour before we started recording. And I mean, the first thing I was like to you was like, hey, I think I was being a little extra last yeah. week, maybe a little oppressive with my views or, mm-hmm. you know, and just checking in. And yeah. I think, you know, obviously this is like inter friend, whatever, but the same is true if you were to apply to anything that you do. Yeah. And I, I've found that having an outside perspective is invaluable. It's yes. like one, like ask everybody and then filter mm-hmm. their opinions through your worldview. Yeah. And don't do what they say, but like but just let them absorb help. it. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe they have a good point. 
probably, if you ask five people, there'll be at least one thing you didn't consider. Yeah. And, and so, it, and it may be the thing you don't want to hear. Exactly. But it's a thing that you, you maybe know, but right. you know, right. And so, so I think one, it's, it's really getting other people's ideas to help make yours better, do mm. your own thing. But then, and especially I, I feel like with you, like having another person who has a stake in your success, like yes. when you do good, I don't get more. When I do good, you don't get more. You feel good. By, yeah, but by making you better, maybe makes me better. Yeah. And just, you know, I think like uh, that. Yeah. Whatever and, that and, is. and I think too, like, I, when I need help with a house, you know, which is a big financial decision in my life, I have like four or five people I can call on, you know? Mm. And I did. I literally, like I told you in the, and um, I don't know when the episodes will go live, but like I. Before this one, maybe? Maybe I know <laughs> or, or I, after I don't know. So so I know Mindy from Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, and she lives very close by. And you know she was like, "Hey, let's talk about this." And mm -hmm. so I did. I went th there and like for two hours was just like stressed out and like just telling her everything. And it was like, and she put me at ease. And now that I have questions, I can always ask and it. And it's it helps me one to make decisions about financial stuff. All right, let me let's let's all right. Do you have ways to make any of this actionable? Okay. So, because you know, I that when it comes to people and action, I that's where I get a little bit like So, you know I, I, mean? I am but you're you're like uh Mr. Uh, personality, you're maybe friends with everybody, you know. Yeah. Or but not maybe. I think I think you actually are friends with everybody. Like if yeah, you're Mark, listening, Marcus I know too. you're friends with Matt. Right, okay. You know? But uh like so when I was at work and and perhaps it's because I have a personal finance podcast, but but really more because I'm selfishly interested in a lot of this stuff. I would ask people, you know, like, what are they making? Or I might just tell them what I'm making, you know. And uh, it turned out that like these were like really disparate numbers. But mm. once like you break that like I don't know code of silence, yeah. All of a sudden, like they're talking to you about other things, and you're mm. talking about other things. We inadvertently through literally this created this buying rental property group and we were talking about that and tossing around and i think if you lead with sharing with people you're yeah close like yeah. in proximity, proximity to, to yeah right right you know like you might not be super friends with them but like you're at work every day it kind of begins this thing mm -hmm. that you could never imagine and it and if you like literally approach it like I do, honestly, from yeah. a very selfish perspective, like, am I making as much as I should? Let me right. talk about it with someone who sits next to me doing the same thing. <laughs> it could blossom. Yep. The other thing, too, uh, a really good, actionable piece of advice, uh, if you want to get into this or, or find more people who are like minded, is to start a personal finance podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> no, um, I've I found so I so kind of going back to what I said earlier, taking the proactive approach of learning about personal finance, whether it's mm. through books or listening to the show or reading blogs or however you want to do it. Anybody who's listening is probably already in this realm. What you've just done is created a talking point for yourself to share with others. Mm. And then if you can if you go like, hey, I if you somehow with a significant other, a best friend who you might not be really into money, 
but you start bringing up, hey, I was listening to this show or I was reading this blog and I and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to say it out loud and I want to talk about it. Maybe they're reading or listening to something as well. Maybe not the same thing, but. Yep. Or maybe you get them to take that proactive approach to start mm. reading or doing that research on their own. And you basically, because again, it's not about the people that you surround yourself with. You're also that person. So perhaps you could be the influence within your friend group mm. to get everyone to start playing on the same team when it comes to personal finance. And I have like one maybe quick fix to where it will go wrong is let's say someone's talking to you and you're at a bar or I don't know. I'm guessing at a bar. You're probably yeah. at a bar. Yeah. Let's just assume you're at All a right. bar. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, I want to buy a house and I'm thinking of putting, you know, 1% down because of I have whatever instead of like shark attacking them in the face and, <laughs> right. you know, right, right. well, you need to put 20% down. Why don't you say like, oh, that's interesting. Why? Like, why are you like, I'm just curious. Can you yeah. talk to me about how you came up with that? And not condescending the way that Andrew just laid that out. <laughs> oh, what do you mean you're putting down only 1% like an idiot? Yeah. Tell me more about oh, how you're wow, being that a stupid. Oh, that sounds dumb. Let yeah. me, uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, it sounds like you're being real dumb. Tell me more about it. <laughs> no, but I think, I think like if you, what I've, what I've found in my life, if you are just generally inquisitive mm. and open to, cause you know what? Maybe they know something you don't. Maybe they have some cool thing and, and hey, share it with us. Yeah. But uh, in a non judgmental sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too, to leave, to leave this, to go on to more things is seeking out these people. It's, it's, it's hard to do and it's nerve wracking. And this is Come coming to meetups dude. but I will I, look that is easier. That's easier said than done. Mm. I'm nervous when I go to these things, I, I'm hosting them. I don't right. I, I mean, I am, you know, I'm Mr. You call me like everyone's my friend. I'm Mr. Extrovert, whatever. Yeah. I don't, like new things so it's hard it's really hard but maybe and it's easy to say this being just talking to you and i mm -hmm. talk to you like all the time mm -hmm. and so I'm not, I'm not doing anything new at the moment but it's like everyone's kind of feeling the same way yeah and it's That's it's true. a situation literally set up to meet people yeah and make new connections so there there's you know. two moments that i can think of specifically where like it doesn't really make sense for my personality that I'm like this way, but I am, which is one. when I was living in Philly, I had this before I met you. I had no one in my life who was doing the work that I was doing, like just Internet design, like website design. Mm. And I was just alone in that field. And so I had no mentors, no one to ask questions to, no friends who knew anything about the work that I was doing. And I actually just like. I went on meetup.com, I think it was, back in the day. And I went to a meetup in Philly at a bar that I liked. So it was like, it was like kind of like, oh, I'll go because it's a bar that I like. And it was like a Wednesday. It was like Wednesday night. And dude, I was so nervous to go. Like it took everything in me to kind of like psych myself up to go. And I actually met somebody. I didn't become friends with them, but I got work out of it. So it was so, like, something came out of it. But even today, as I sit here, I am incredibly uh nervous and hesitant to go to a home brewers meetup mm. there's a shitload of them there's homebrew clubs i'm just nervous you know that's so I, weird i find though. it 
like you learn to tell your story. So, so the first one you went to and it kind of, you, you met one person you got work from and it wasn't like this blow up success, but even still, I find it hard to kind of tell my story. Like, yeah. Why should you even give a fuck about me? Right. But that's, you know, like, I think that's being self-conscious because it's mm. like everyone else is feeling the same way. Yeah. Right. So I think you have to go, I think like, it's important to seek these out. It's important to get out of your comfort zone and go and do these things because you, yes, some of them will not work out and you'll be like, I told you and you're talking to yourself. But then other times you're going to be like, well, I actually like I met somebody, you know, I went out of my way to like reach out to Andrew and, and Skype with him. I didn't know who the fuck you were, you know, like meeting people, the right people will change your life. Most people you meet will not, but you just got to keep meeting them. Until yeah. You find them. Let's move on to the other two P's. Mm. Um, but first, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to get to... I need some beer. So okay. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about uh, product and process when it comes to personal finance. We'll be right back. And we're back. That was a long break. I know. We, we did actually bullshit for a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. The second part of the three P's is product. Now, this sounds a little bit like businessy but what did you mean by product so so when marcus lamonis talks about product you know if you're making rvs or the rv is the product or if you're selling cupcakes the cupcake is the product and the yeah. idea is to make that thing that you make or that you sell the best possible of whatever it is. Because, right, you got to focus on that part. Right, and, and, and if it is the best, like you will just sell them and do good. When it comes to just us, me, you, pretty much everyone listening, our product is us. Like you go to work and no matter how you kind of spin it, you're really just selling your time. And mm. for me and you, we have our own businesses, but we're our most valuable employees so really, we are the product, you are the product, and the best way to earn the most money and do the best is to refine you. So this is the more personal part of personal finance. Yes. Okay. Um, so this is, this is really the center of it all, is just mm. be, be a better product. You know, and if you kind of think of, you know, you tuned into the podcast because you want to like, I don't know, buy something and you're, you you don't have money to buy it and you want to figure it out or you want to retire. Um, and, and like optimizing the money is one ends, but really like optimizing yourself is where you're going to get the most. Okay. Out like the most yield, I believe. So what do you think someone could do, maybe me or you, to make, what, what do you think I could do to make my, to make me better? What do I think you could do to make you better? Lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> and grow some hair, loser. I was going to say, get a, get a wardrobe. <laughs> I don't know. Stop being such an idiot. <laughs> Select some of the things from that box you get arrive at your house yeah, every right? week. Instead of the whole Navy hoodie with a hole in it? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take I don't a know. shower. You might, be, you might be helpless. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, oh, I, I think this there's this like interesting dichotomy between you know uh, student loans and what their actual purpose or yield is. 
And so if you were to have a child that was growing up and they're like, hey, like, I want to be something when I grow up. And you're like, awesome. And they're like, I want to be a basket weaver. And you're like, okay, well, go on. And they're like, I'm going to go to Caltech to be a basket weaver. It's going to be 100000 a year. You should really put them in their place because that's dumb. That's right. super dumb. Right. But if they were to say that they wanted to be a doctor, a lawyer, a developer, you know, or someone that earns a lot of money, then you could rather easily figure out that the money that you put in versus their lifetime earnings, it's such a great deal considering you have to put almost no money down, right? Time value of money. It's like the ultimate way to, to come from nothing and achieve success, education, mm -hmm and education that you pay for when you're earning. And so, uh, and I know that it sucks when you have to pay for that, and it super sucks if you got an education to be a basket weaver, and it turns out that they don't make any money. Right. But another way, if, if you have kind of gotten an education or you made some poor mistakes, there are these things called boot camps that help, like, you go to high school, and you learn how to finger paint. You learn how to play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you learn. You learn. What high school did you go to? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Be like, dude, I was in AP finger paint. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right fine. Well, we'll talk about my high school education in a, all right, another episode. <laughs> The, the point being is like often these educations are super broad because yeah. you need to have good grammar. Obviously, you need to not have finger paint. Yeah, right. right. You know, all those things. <laughs> to get through life. Yeah. <laughs> but after you got your broad education, you could do something like a boot camp for three months, be a, like, be a coder. Right. And it's like cheaper, whatever. And so that's a way. So you're like, saying, I mean, all of this is to say that one way to improve the product is to educate the product. Yes. Okay. Like you plus very, education equals money. The idea that, you know, there's, you can basically educate yourself without the need for uh, like a higher education, for example. Mm. Um, boot camps are a great way to do that. I'm sure, like, there's boot camps for homebrewing and being, if you want to become you're, a brewer. You're like experiment number one, you know, or, or whatever the phrase is, where like you did not take a traditional college education, right. you self-educated yourself to where you are. Yeah. And I did take uh, courses and classes and stuff, you know, not, I didn't pay a lot of money for these things, but yeah, it was more of like a total immersion, you know, it's like jumping into the deep end and learning how to swim. It's, it's arguably you took a harder path yeah, than most because sure. I took a less expensive path, but mm. yes, but ultimately harder, um, harder to do than most, you know, it's like, you kind of have to be that sort of, I think you have to be that kind of person who is like an insatiable learner. Uh, what do they call that? An autodidact, right? Oh um, my God, I love that word. I, I wrote that on my cover letters. Uh, yeah. After, yeah. That's a Anyways. good, yeah, it's a great word. So let's, let's, let's get very specific though. What mm. are some ways that, like, let's, let's just, let's talk about anyone listening, including ourselves. We want to get better at, per, and in this case, personal finance, right? Well, that's almost secondary to earning the money, right? Like, obviously, uh, by listening, I feel like if you yeah, just give us yeah. a chance, you will yep. learn what you need. Okay. But you, you really need to get better at the things that are earning you money. Ah, okay. So, and so that's kind of 
like when I think product, like uh, I, I think like the ways, like how can Matt Givenisi uh, okay. make a million dollars a year? Yeah, and, okay. Or what is the road? Yeah, tell to, me. What is yeah. it? No, what is it? So, tell me. Tell me right now. I, I will tell you. Oh, okay. And I, and I, th- I, th- but, I feel like you know some of them <laughs> and are kind of like, damn it. Um, I went, got this like computer education. I was super interested in computers and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and rather quickly realized, especially through Listen Money Matters, that I'm a marketer. Mm. Like, we can create the best personal finance education. We could spend endless hours and money and time. Millions of people could help us build this thing. But if no one finds Listen Money Matters, right. it doesn't matter. And it it's doesn't like help anyone. falls in the woods. Yeah. Not only does it not matter, we don't help anyone, but we don't make any money. Sure. And the same is true with you and your career. And so if you are a developer, a doctor, a basket weaver, whatever, <laughs> there, there, there may be a, f- a finger painter. <laughs> a finger painter. <laughs> Doesn't I'm matter. telling you <laughs> that it's it's coming up. Yeah, people have to find where you are, or else you don't have it. Like even as a doctor, yes, you can go work in a hospital, and like people are going to find you because you're a giant hospital, right? Well, but if you're one, a one piece of it is having that that you know hospital find you as a doctor, but like I would say, it, the eighty percent of marketing, in in my opinion is is messaging yeah. because like hi i'm matt Givenisi, the shittiest doctor with the worst bedside <laughs> manner you've ever seen hire me like yeah. no, no i'm that i'm dr matt Givenisi. what's a scalpel let's <laughs> yeah, find exactly. out together <laughs> come, come, scalpel's come get your knee wrong surgery. with you right <laughs> uh worst yeah. joke i'm crossing <laughs> off my dad joke list sorry All right. um the the point being is Things like LinkedIn, you know, you tend to go to them when you're looking for a job. Mm-hmm. When at at that point where you're looking for a job, you should just be able to plug it in and go. You should have spent all the time that you're gainfully employed fixing it up, getting yeah. people that you know and that like you to mm-hmm. write you a testimonial, write them one back. Yeah. You know, understanding what, you know, yeah, a basket a good, weaver the- with your experience earns. Right. There are these things that people seek out to basically market themselves, to build themselves up as a better product so that they're more and more either hireable or get higher paying jobs. Mm. The cost of getting that, though, can be rough. To get an Esquire attached definitely costs money. Yes. To get a master's in or whatever. And I actually don't believe in master's degrees. Um, Well, they they do get people paid more money. Like th- there are use cases for whatever. I, maybe what I'm trying to say is, uh, getting the next notch is not the answer, right? It's more of a holistic approach. Mm, so you you might not need a master, and the value is you understanding that mm-hmm. your path doesn't need a master's. Yeah. Um. But like in terms of marketing yourself and understanding where you are, you know, like you said, adding the things to your name or mm-hmm. the title that you attribute to yourself, this is for future work. Um, and and that's that's maybe even more important yeah, than what you're doing now. Fut- yeah, future work or even just like moving up in your own company. You exactly. Know? Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely I mean I think there's value in the master's degrees. I would just yeah, because my brother's getting a master's right now. 
but it's being paid for because he works at a college. So, mm. and I think he will be paid more when he has his master's because he's educated. So there is value. It may not be incredibly yes. huge, but there's incremental value in it for sure. Sorry, um, for, for my path was not the case. No, and, but- and that's the thing. Like my path, obviously I could give a shit about any of that. Those, those monikers at the end of the beginning of my name, but um, that's obviously like certain jobs, you know, you kind of need that. Like, you're not going to be a doctor if you don't go to school. Oh, like for like sure. traditional school. And I think so, like if you look at like one two hour period a month, you kind of just put some thought towards yeah how you're positioning yourself, how you might be perceived, found. Mm-hmm. Like, what if people with opportunities came to you? Thinking of yourself as a product is a very interesting way to look at it for sure. Mm-hmm. Improving the product of you. And maybe one more thing before yeah. we move to what I feel is my favorite. Same, is, um, same. I mean, like, you, I know you're clearly obsessed with, with the last one. But uh, whatever spot you're on now, and, you know, like, mm-hmm. you had to, you had to move, get to that position, you know, they hired you, whatever. Yeah. Like, while you're there, you have to own that position. But you need to think of, like, the next spot that you want. Because if you don't have, like, a progression forward, like, you will just stay where you are. You know, life is a moving target. Exactly. And so it, it just uh, always thinking forward into what your next move might be, maybe in five years and give yourself five years to get there. Yeah. But without a plan, you're, you're not going to go. Speaking of plans, let's talk about the final P of process, mm. because what is give me an example of what you mean by process. So every week on Sunday. I review what I did in the previous week and I plan out what I'm going to do in the current week. It's just every Sunday could be at 8 a.m. Maybe it happens on Saturday because I do it early, never on Monday. And it's just kind of making sure that I know what I'm going to do mm-hmm. and just kind of organizing my list of things, prioritizing it. It's, uh, you know, and I had a similar thing for budgeting. It would just be at the end of the week. So it'd be like Saturday um, or sun, sun, sometimes Sunday. And you just yeah. kind of like go through all of your spending and you categorize it. You review how far you are in your restaurant's budget or mm-hmm. beer budget or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in the next week, you could make the right decisions. Yep. I do it every day. Which? Uh, the mint budgeting stuff. So every morning I wake up. And I go on my phone, which I know is not a great advice, but I ch- check Mint and mm. I just make sure things have got categorized so that they're fresh of mine. If I bought something at Target yesterday, um, I know exactly what I bought. And so I can go into Mint and like either split it or, you know, have to do what I have to do to categorize it. So I don't like, you know, a week from now, I'm like, what the fuck did I, what's this place that I, what the hell is it? Because it's usually like a parking garage, you know, you're like, what the yeah. fuck did I spend 20 bucks on? Like, what the? Whenever I had a goal, I was doing it daily as well. And and often it was like when I was waiting in line for lunch. Yeah, when I have a goal. Idle phone time. I think Facebook Mm -hmm. is like not where it should be. No. You know? So just yeah, if you're you're if you're waking up in the morning and rolling over and checking your phone first thing in the morning, but it's mint and not Facebook, I'd say that you're that's okay. You're winning. You're winning. Yeah, yeah. It's the best of the worst decision. Right. And and I think like what we're describing, there are like specific pieces that 
are essentially your operating system mm-hmm. on how you get things done. Mm-hmm. If you were to listen to this podcast, and I don't know, maybe it would take you 10 years consecutively to listen to all the episodes or whatever it is, you will have a ton of actionable steps that you yeah. want to take. And you're not going to do it all in a day or a week. And so then I guess if you don't do it today, you forget and don't do it. Or you have like a system, you put it into a list every day, you chip away at three items on that list and eventually it'll all be completed. And so the process is really about how you move, yeah. like how you do the things. If I think possible, that automate. This is such a... I actually talked about this on a different podcast about business, but it, I think it's worth mentioning here is that somebody asked me, you know, what do you, what do I think was the key to my uh, business success? And I said, organization. Mm. Um, I, I would agree completely. If an unorganized business is a failing business and, and in Marcus Simonis will, 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 if you watch the show, you will see that very clearly. Like you, you, sometimes you watch a show, and you—I I know I do—and I will go like, "What the fuck were they thinking?" Like that—that's yeah. so idiotic. But it's—it's it's, like when the Little woman just pieces had, out of place. Well, the, over there was a, a year, there, there was that popcorn episode where the woman just had piles of cash just laying on the floor in her yeah. office. Yeah, I'm just like, and and he came in like, "Oh my god!" And you're sitting there going like, "This lady's nuts." But that's just the that's just the brain of that's just an unorganized person, and mm-hmm. so when you're unorganized, is it just makes things that much harder? It makes every decision harder. It's it's the the, the term for um, chefs is mise en place, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly the French way, but basically it's like everything has a place and everything in its place. It's like mm-hmm. when you are at your kitchen station. You know where your knife and your towel and your and your ingredients, like you know where everything is because while you're actually doing the work, the last thing you want to do is go is stop and go, oh, where the fuck is that thing? Or like where is X or what do I or how do I do that? And you it it can become incredibly paralyzing in that moment to sit there and say, like, oh uh, fuck. You know where's the where's that where's that checkbook? Oh god, uh, get the, and it's like oh now I'm spending the rest of the time looking for the checkbook. It's like mm. no, it's it's in the same spot every time. Or you know like oh where do I keep this information? It's in this folder. It's in yeah. you know whatever. Um, it's not making yourself think about things that are over insignificant and yeah. over and over. Like for like perfect example, this podcast is like as automatic as it comes. Mm -hmm. Matt and I arrive at the same day every week. Everything is in the same place every time. Mm -hmm. All the people that help us know what to do. It just, because we we said we did it a couple times, we figured it out, we wrote it down, we decided how it needs to happen, and then it just goes. But But I will admit that in that specific example, it takes time to get there. You have to do it it to know. You also have to change your mindset a bit because you have to look at it from like, like it's like an out of body experience. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm, we're going to, you know, starting on Sunday, you and I, Steph and I, or whatever, we're going to sit down and we're just going to look over Mint or we're going to look over our spreadsheet or whatever you use. And we're just going to pick Sunday and you're going to try it. And you're like, oh, Sunday sucks. But you have to, but you, instead of like not doing it, you have to kind of take a step back and go, 
Well, maybe it was a day. So let's let's tweak that variable next week. Let's try Monday. Let's try Friday, whatever. So maybe you tweak that variable. Still didn't work. All right, maybe it's Mint. Maybe Mint's the problem. Maybe we need to be in a different software. Maybe we need to be not at the house. Maybe we need to go to a bar. And there's all these pieces, mm. but you have to keep pulling back checking on what you're doing sort of from an out-of-body experience and then kind of go back in, do an experiment again, and finally you'll hit that thing. But if you don't keep working on it that way, then you'll end up just giving up very quickly. You know, you'll just say, oh, well, fuck, this is not this, this is not me. It doesn't work for me. And the same mm -hmm. thing with budgeting. Like, I am case in point. I th For the length of five years of the show, and, you know, even when I wasn't on the show, I didn't do Mint. And I, I, I did not budget. You like actively were, you know, discouraging anti-budget. Yeah, I, I am, don't need to. I don't need to. I don't want to. It sucks. Never works for me. And this, it does. This suck. Yeah, this software sucks. This sucks. What all this stuff? But I still kept looking at it. Like, all right, well, what's the hack? What's the what's the what's the moment that it's going to turn? And it was a goal. I needed a goal. Um. And so my goal was like the house. It's a big, big, you know, saving up money. The thing, something that I want. And it doesn't even have to be a house. It could be anything. Uh, it could be a Tesla. I don't know. It could be a, I, could be a homebrew kettle. I don't know. <laughs> I think that if, if you kind of like uh, really took to heart the whole idea of a process and you mm -hmm. uh, gave yourself a year to really just kind of figure out what you even do why you do it, how you do it. I bet a year's time, you will have found that you saved hours every week on shit that yeah. you were just wasting time on thinking about things over and over and over in your head. Like you got to get it out onto paper yeah. and it's just, or, or into the computer process will save your life. It could it clearly saves businesses on Mark right. Simone's the show. It, it doesn't even have to be personal finance too. Like you can, there's so many like little tiny things that I have because because I have that mindset now, right? Because mm -hmm. I know to think of everything as a process. And so even the way I cook in the morning for breakfast, the way that I brush my teeth, like little mm -hmm. things, it's like I have like a system for it. And I don't have to think about those things. And it's the like way you put your shoes on yeah. is the same shoe on the same foot every time and you tie right. it and whatever. And that's just like the process you learned when you were three right now as an adult you're capable of so much more like you mm -hmm. should allow yourself to you know take advantage of velcro sneakers so <laughs> because that way you don't have to right. tie them it was right. all a yeah it was all a <laughs> sham so yeah there, there's process is a really fun one but it is an it's it's the only actionable advice that i have for process because i've i've kind of I've, I was a very lazy, unorganized person growing up. Mm -hmm. um, horrible. There was a point at which I had slowly started to shift my brain into organization. And I mm. think the biggest reason for that was the payoff of organization. You have to see, it's sort of like working out. And I am not the one to talk about working out that much. But once you start seeing results, then it becomes an obsession. right? I've heard that a lot about weightlifting and stuff, which I don't do. But um, that that is true for a lot of things. And like you kind of have to do it for a while, see the results, and then all of a sudden you become kind of obsessed with it. So right now I'm like crazy obsessed with organization. It like all like, you have a lot going on. Uh, no, not I mean, but but that's the that's the 
irony of it, or I guess the, the, the consequence of it, because I'm so organized, it feels like I have nothing going on because I am so organized. My life is so easy because I just make, that's my, that's my MO is to make it as effortless as possible. Every little, and it's like, so how does Matt run multiple businesses you know, stay in a relationship, have his mm-hmm. parents not be estranged, have friends, whatever. It's it's really through ruthless organization that no one really sees besides you and, and maybe Steph right. is because you just have your shit under control. Well, you it know, allows for free time too. Like it allows for those for, other things to flourish because you, I don't you even helped me with this recently, getting into a sauna and and like all of a sudden when I'm done with my things of the day, like I I've have not really been able to relax until recently. Right. But, but because I will you say, because you know that you finished, like yeah. you don't, what, what, again, what you don't know or what you're, what is not under control is chaos. So right? for, for someone who's starting out and who's hearing this and it's like, this is voodoo. Uh-huh. I, I'd graduated college and my, my dad has recommended many books to me. And one of the books he had recommended that, that I actually read, um, and I'm very thankful I did was, was getting things done. Mm, David, David Allen. Allen. Mm-hmm. And I mean, first of all, the title, I mean, isn't isn't the most like how to like crush life or whatever. It's just get kind shit of a, done. You can yeah, just rename get shit it. done. And then if you look at the cover, you know, it has this picture so on it. It's pretty yeah. old school. So the fact that I even read it is like, I don't even know. It's an achievement beyond achievements. <laughs> right. Like to cr- to open the cover. Yeah. It almost screams, don't open me. Right. Um, but absolutely changed my life. And it really is just if if you have no process, no framework, workflow, workflow, he has a super easy, incredibly effective one that f- when you f- like figure it out, and it's not hard to figure out, you'll learn that everything in the world is based on a, really what he came up with. Yeah, and every and yeah, I think for me, it's 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 scheduling out the financial part. So every like I use Asana and I've and I've kind of and this, I, just because I run a business like you could use Asana for your personal life it doesn't matter use mm-hmm. a whiteboard in your fridge whatever it is every Monday I wake up it's the first thing I check besides Mint and it but it but but Asana tells me to check Mint on Monday <laughs> you know and I check it off and I'm like I did that today and then mm-hmm. I can go I did that thing it took me five minutes but I did it. And it's such a nominal thing, but it's also effortless because I didn't have to tell myself. I didn't have to remind myself. I didn't have to, you know, like put any energy. You don't have to energy. think about it. You can think just, about other things. Yeah. I am the robot. Mm. We're, we're merging the yeah. robots and us. Yeah. I'll be a cyborg before you know it. <laughs> I'll be the first one volunteering. We all, we all are cyborgs, by the way. Because mm. we all have phones in our pockets. We have instant answers to everything true neuralink sure. though elon musk neuralink <laughs> well neuralink. Wait, but, wait but why read yeah. the twenty thousand words he wrote on it change your life well elon musk is the one that said we were all and cyborgs already with our phones mm. he's not wrong anyway no. um is there anything else we should cover before we go three p's i encourage everyone to watch um the prophet on cnbc see it in Marcus. action yeah so yeah i think it's super it was super helpful yeah, Helpful and sure. look, it's for business, and yes. I think you should. It's honestly, entertaining. It's a fucking TV show. It's entertaining. Yeah. You know, you know, turn off Bridezilla's, put on the Profit. 
Learn something. Don't talk against Bridezilla's. That's a great. I've never watched it. All right, but you do watch The Bachelor, right? So yeah, and The Bachelor. I heard the season Bachelor in Paradise. I heard the season sucks. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, if you missed anything in the show, we'll have everything in the show notes and either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts, whether it's on your phone, in the car, whatever. Just stop. Well, no, keep driving. Um, take your eyes off the road for just four minutes and and hit the subscribe <laughs> button. No, don't do that. Um, tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes and hopefully they'll become a subscriber as well. And if you have any questions or topics or catchphrases you'd like to send into the show, please email us, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And of course, all of the tools and resources that we normally re- mention on the show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. I All just right. want to say that the only time, you know, I mean, you should never take your eyes off the road <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you're writing a really thoughtful review of the show. You'll probably survive. There you go. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Later, Andrew. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. Thank <laughs> you.